Hi, welcome to the table. I am your host, Alder. Publish your kitchen sink episodes. Working on it. We've been working on. You know, I've been. We've been talking about it forever, and there's, they just haven't existed yet. Arguably too long. <laughs> you know what? I, you know, I'll, I'll go there. I'll say it's been too long. It's, it's the, the been wor- too long. So the worst part is he has the app on his phone and just hasn't done anything. It makes me nervous. <laughs> Life is hard. To our right, you're we a have big boy, Joe. So and then. Rudy, <laughs> and then <laughs> some and gross beer, whatever's on your shirt. Hey, that's actually not bad. It's a great beer. Hi, it's Jose again. Mm, nope, this isn't Jose. That's Blue this Moon. Is our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor. Is no, <laughs> drink okay. Angry Orchard. Anyways, uh, <laughs> as we left last left off, we had just returned finally from <laughs> from Ravenwood. Uh, we've returned to the Noctis Culta hideout and we met the long-fabled, notorious, infamous Lord Noctis. Um, do we have any questions or anything we want to point out about the what's transpired so far? Um, this always happens to our party. No matter what campaign it is, it's like the big important guy always comes up and like after we fuck shit up or like do a good job they're just like uh oh like our boss yeah Yeah. our boss always shows so like so guys you did the thing and i'm happy you did it but i'm not happy how (laughs) you did it (laughs) so you made us a lot of money but also we have to take your fingers and like and and then you overdose on drugs on the and make a new character (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have some interesting campaigns spoiler alert this is not alder's first drug related (laughs) character (laughs) (laughs) womp womp um, but yes, uh, are there any questions so far um, as we uh, ascend the steps into the office of the fabled occultan lord? When we walked in, was Soth there? Uh, Soth, I don't believe, uh, was present, actually. Um, Pelagius and Vera were all present. Um, that weird wizard dude. Yeah, weird wizard dude that we haven't learned the name of. And judging by this party's track record, we will never learn the name of. Um <laughs> I don't even know the girl's name. Oh, We've mentioned I it. A, I, yeah. I think uh, Suzette's purposely going to forget her name. <laughs> okay. Um, if that's all, everyone ready? Yes. Yes. Terrific. You step in through uh, the large doors at the top of the stairs. Inside, you find uh, something that's uh, a little off, only in the sense of that it seems relatively normal inside uh, Lord Noctis's office. Most people believe that he literally uh, walks out of the abyss, that his space is its own plane of existence, that whatever resides behind these doors is some sort of force that most people can't comprehend or bear to be a part of, except for the fabled Lord of the Occulta. But inside, you find a nice... Um, a uh, nice divine aristocracy rug um, leading all the way up to a large uh, overseeing desk, more fit for a duke rather than a king. The walls are adorned with fine and valuable uh, artifacts, paintings, even a few classics that have gone missing over the years, like the Blue Dragon of Arendelle or the Resurrection of the Badlands hang from the walls of this 
uh, fabled man's office. While, yes, pristine and prestigious, very almost underwhelming for the fabled lord. And he walks in, he traces his fingers along the desk, and you can see little gray marks left behind as his gauntlets uh, caress the wood. It almost seems as though the wood ages by his touch before eventually fading back to normal. He sits down at the, the large, luxurious chair, and he stares at your party. Pelagius sets the scepter down on the table before him, does a quick bow, and then immediately uh, returns to your party side. Uh, he just stares silently for a moment. Roll wisdom, uh, everyone. Seven. 21. 17. Uh, 22. Okay. What the? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> All right, whatever. Some I rolled a 19. Alder and Mordecai, you both immediately know that he's not just simply staring through you. He's inside of your head. He's rooting around in your memories. He's pulling out bits and pieces of reality that you have seen. While Suzette and Giram, you feel a distinct cold almost pierce through your heart. Uh, almost as if someone was rooting around and itching your skull. With that, he speaks, So this den that you have found, it was protected by some sort of ward, correct? Yes, sir. When you left the den, was that ward still active? I honestly could not tell you. I wouldn't expect you to know. If you weren't aware of it in the first case, if you were not knowing what to look for, you likely would not know. I will answer this for you. Yes, the ward had dissipated. The Riker is no longer within its hold. This scepter, this key, it will allow us to pursue this Riker. And as you are the only ones who have come into contact with it and not completely torch your own town, then I see it fit that you continue forward on this mission. May I first say, however, congratulations on your first success. You have faced trials that many ventured heroes would fall accustomed to. The Crimson Plague, a Riker's gaze, and a primordial construct. Even a king can be more than most can handle. And yet you still stand here before me. Tell me, have you any thoughts of wavering loyalty to this cause? Absolutely not. 
But you don't know what this cause is. I'm a soldier. I do what I'm told. At this point, Giram slams his warhammer into the ground and bows. This seems like the path that Orcus wants me to be on. So I will do whatever it takes to stay on the right path. Wise words, Giram. Do you know why you feel this way? It is because it is your destiny. I was going to say the guidance of Orcus, but that makes a lot more sense, I guess. He raises his hand and seemingly points to the ceiling. And he states out, it is your birthright. Your sole purpose in this plane. I know some of you here may not believe in such things. But understand this. If you were not fated to be here, you would not be in my company. I do not deal with the mediocre. I do not deal with the plain. I do not deal with people who have gotten by on luck. I deal with those who belong here. And with this, he looks to Alder. Remember that. My lord, I do have a question. Um, when we were in the Riker Den, there was a door with a bunch of symbols. Um, surprisingly enough, the symbol of the Noctis Occulta was on that, that door. I do not doubt it. You know not what our symbol represents. This is all fairly new to me, my lord. He gestures to the ceiling. Upwards, you can see what appears to be the Void Star. The Void Star being a red light in the sky that shines every few hundred years. The sky glows red, and it looks as though the one under the sun himself is gazing down upon the material plane. At that, um, Alder would actually be pretty transfixed with something like this. It's the first time somebody's talking about something cosmic that's not directly linked to a god, but if this is an actual star in an actual constellation, Alder would be actually very intrigued with it. He just seems to reverie at this for a moment, at this symbol. This symbol that you've seen many times before, and quite truthfully, perhaps some of you just thought it, it was a star, a nice logo. But you can feel within yourself, as you can still feel Noctis inside of your heads. You can still feel his presence connected to your very being. This symbol means so much more. I was birthed under this star. My place 
is amongst the cosmos, the outer heavens. I belong past the gods. Do you know of the Void Star? And shakes his head now. It is thought to be the only thing older than the primordials. The first of existence. People confuse it with lesser beings. Confuse it for an omen that the infernals return, but it is so much grander than a few power-hungry lunatics. He gestures his hand over the scepter. And this is a grand step towards accessing that existence. Do you understand now why our work is so important? We are not hoarding magical artifacts for the greater good. We are not hoarding it for world domination. We are, we are collecting necessary pieces. Pieces that allow us to go to a higher purpose, to fulfill what it is that others cannot. That is why you must know this. If you fail me, I will not grant you the pleasure of death and eternity of miasma and suffering will be upon you. You will drink pain. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Then go to Ravenbridge. Go to the Lord Regent. I'm certain you will find a way to use this scepter. So we're clarifying we're taking the scepter with us. Pelagios turns, and it seems almost as if Noctis just shuts down. His head hangs immediately, and the silver strands just kind of crowd in front of him. Yes, Pelagius states. The scepter is to be in your possession. Do not fail us. Alders just kind of kind of take a step back at that. Just unsure. Just very unsure of the situation at this point. Zed takes a step forward and bows. Understood. Um, if we could be permitted at least a night to rest after our ordeal, we will get on this immediately. Of course. Take to your rooms. And is there a way to transport the scepter safely? We will have it encased for you. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. All right. We, 
Uh, Giram bows. Show respect to uh, to Pelagius. Yeah, Suzette walks backwards out of the room. Mordecai, Alder? Mordecai bows to Noctis, then steps back out. Um, I'll just turn and walk away. Okay. As you exit out, the doors close behind you, and immediately, you almost involuntarily inhale a large breath of air. Unbeknownst to most of you, you had not been breathing the entire time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Woo. The color begins to return to your faces, and perhaps that space Mordecai can suggest with his uh, passive insight there, um, that perhaps that space is a little more than it seems. That was now. Giram's oddly aroused by not breathing. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go to bed. Same. As as they go to bed, I want to search for a shield. Damn it! <laughs> Look, I will search for one until I find one. Okay, I don't care. Roll percentile. No. <laughs> uh, long rest would be eight hours, correct? Uh, yes. If you are not a uh, elf. Like to go to bed as soon as possible and wake up as soon as possible as well. Okay, so that goes uh, directly to bed. Uh, Giram, sixty-seven percent. Sixty-seven percent. So close. close. Drinks. You were two percent away from greatness, <laughs> and one percent away from basically hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He's just looking for a shield. All of a sudden, finds one, <laughs> falls yeah. into hell. <laughs> like a pit fiend just shows up. That'd be great. <laughs> Um, Not another one. You do sh- see a shield. Really? Yeah, it's on the arm of an occultan. Oh, I hate you. Uh, I go up to that occultan and ask him, what? I introduce myself. I'm Giram. He looks to you, looks you up and down. Giram. Nice to meet you. Um, I was wondering if you can help me. With... I'm trying to find a shield. Okay. And I know you have one, so I was wondering if you can help me find one. Don't point at the one on your that you're holding, please. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he was beginning to move and then he stops moving. <laughs> well, if you want a shield, you could go to our forge master. Can you take me to the forge master cuz I this I'm very busy. Can you tell me how to get there? Yes. Um so there's a basement. Is there a code name? <laughs> is it like a, a word I need, like a password? Because I well, don't honestly, if you're in here already, it's assumed that you're a part of us. Uh, okay. Um, how do I get to the basement? Um, Please don't say walking. Uno <laughs> he points towards the stairs that go up oh <laughs> what so i have to go up to go to the basement yeah if you take a left uh when you reach the top of the stairs and you just go all the way down the hallway you'll find the basement what oh you know what okay. it was very clear uh, okay magic dude 
I, f I follow his directions, I guess. Okay. Wait, like you guess or you know? I will. I say thank you. <laughs> and I follow his directions like, God. Oh, my God. And you find a dung waiter. Okay. Um, can I fit in it? <laughs> you like crouch on yourself in a ball, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll just... Is is the platinum-haired woman still around? I'm going to go back to where uh, I was. She has a name. I know her name. I think Alder's the only one that does. <laughs> I go back to where I was. <laughs> okay. And I try to find her. Go ahead and uh, roll perception real quick. Mordecai, Alder, is there anything you'd like to do? Rest, because spells need recharging. So I'm going to do that ASAP. Mordecai immediately goes to bed along with Suzette. Um, is is there like any map of some sorts of the castle? Doubtful, but is there any way like this way to a so-and-so person? Um, no, but uh, if you wanted, you could ask for directions to so-and-so person. Is there a potions master here? Likely. Uh, could I, could I find someone who's wearing armor <laughs> to ask directions? There's Pelagios. He's at the top of the no, stairs. No, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> like me. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if Alder likes him. But, uh, yeah, can I find someone else <laughs> that's not Pelagios? There are a few straggler members. Uh, you actually just watch Giram have a interaction with one. Um. Uh, I, I guess I'll approach him. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Alderhood. I know. Awesome. Fuck. <laughs> 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 at that, I was going to start to like ask, and then at that, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's not good for sure. <laughs> Is there a potions master here by any chance? Likely. <laughs> Do you know where they might be? Uh, are you, Were you more affiliated with the green or the black hoods? <laughs> really both to be real honest but the green hoods yeah it's somewhere around here <laughs> <laughs> thanks man and I'm, I'm just gonna go back to my room okay uh, so I rolled a 22 for perception um and you're looking for the, the pl platinum haired girl I said woman but yeah <laughs> way to be sexist Corey you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's not like I forgot her name immediately. Oh, it's not that I forgot. I mean, like, Giram just doesn't care. What? Every <laughs> Okay. All um, of you are ants to him. He doesn't give a shit. Excuse me? <laughs> Except you. He would not. <laughs> Giram knows when I'm to pull his punches. And I, like, I turn over. I'm like, somebody just talks shit about me. That's weird. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. So you immediately... Um, not immediately, but are able to eventually find uh, this woman as she is currently uh, seeming, uh, she seems to be performing some sort of arcanic art, uh, perhaps alchemy or some sort of enchantment on some sort of what appears to be uh, effigy almost. I slowly approach her. Okay. Uh, you slowly approach. Are you attempting to sneak up on me? 
She just kind of immediately stops what she's doing. No, I I was just, you seem busy. I didn't want to interrupt. But now that you are interacting with me, uh, can you please tell me how to get to the Forge Master? She looks over. Yeah, what do you need? A shield. Okay. I want to see if I can get a shield from the Forge Master. I can probably make you a shield, yes. That's you? Yes. <laughs> her payment is for you to tell her her name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how how much would that be? What's my name? God. You're welcome. <laughs> you, you never... You've never told us your name. You never asked. I, I, I've, I've interacted with you, and you've kind of just and you've heard my me name off. in passing. No, I have not. Then you weren't paying attention. What is your name? I'm sorry. Let me introduce myself. Hi, I'm Giram. Hi, Giram. I'm the and Forge Master. It's gonna be six hundred gold. <laughs> <laughs> Best night's sleeps is that has ever gotten. <laughs> He felt a disturbance in the force. Then he just felt a little bit better. Very calm. Yeah. Hey, can you roll a uh, 20 side for me real quick, Garam? What? Initiative. <laughs> Nat 20. Did you really get one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had a side... Me and the uh, our, our great friend and producer, James, had a sidebar thing going on there. So, James, please feel free to take over there. <laughs> I I believe her name is Vera, right? Yeah. Yes. It is Vera. Vera, I did not mean to disrespect you. <laughs> <laughs> Vera. So, do you have 600 gold? Good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? You have a good night, Forge Master. You do as well. <laughs> you don't have 600 gold? I don't even know how much gold. I've given all my gold to Suzette. Suzette, who is just in a wonderland of fucking Requiem and Can't be that much. I don't think we've gotten no, any we, gold. No, we don't have 600 gold. I'm saying like all of my gold I've given to Suzette. Also, all together, I don't think we have more than 200. Yeah, we don't have that much. I don't have that much. <laughs> oh, I thought you were richer. Who? He's, he comes from the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah, I know. That's true. Um, He's the rich one. That's true. Yeah. Well, he looks like well, the rich one. We'll get 600 gold from him. <laughs> I go back to the room, and I slam the door behind me. Okay, you slam the door behind you. I'm going to meditate and pray to Orcus that something happens to these imbeciles for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. Go ahead and roll a religion for me, Kirum. Let's see if uh, Orcus is petty. Please, not one. Please, not one. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you begin to pray to Orcus. With rage and envy in your heart. And as you do so, you can feel the coldness wash over you. And you can feel a presence enter the room. And 
as his presence makes itself known to you. You feel a sudden twinge in your temple. With that, your eyes snap open. Something will likely happen. You you received a response. Thank you. I'm not sleeping. I just need the four hours of meditation. Fair enough. Uh, everyone else is sleeping then, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. We're going to go ahead and pass those eight hours. You're in a safe place. Uh, no one knows about the occult and, uh headquarters, so no one can attack it. Um, yes, is that? Uh, I did go to bed, I want to say roughly like an hour-ish before everyone. Right. So I would also like to wake up about an hour before everyone. You can do so. Uh, you, you at first were having a pretty good night's sleep, and then it just turned shitty all of a sudden. It's pretty much the usual for me. Yeah. Uh, there is a, a lot of nightmares uh, directly focused on uh, your family and the uh, trials of the war with the divine aristocracy. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, I'd like to leave the room without saying, like, waking anyone else up, and I'd like to head out of the stronghold towards the forest that uh, may or may not still exist. Well, you know, semantics, really. Um, there are st- There are still trees there. <laughs> they don't have a lot of green on them. But they exist. All right. Well, that's that's good. Um, Suzette would like to find a place where there's um, something that has been pretty much burned to ash okay. and would like to um, plant a sword and shield and then kneel down in front of the ash. Okay. Um, you do so. Can I give you to roll a religion for me? Sure. Yeah. Hold on. That is going to be a 19. As you sit there and plant your sword into the um, mound of ash, and you plant your shield in front of it, you kneel down, you're suddenly filled with, someone may call it a fire, but it's more of a lava inside of you. A exploding fiery passion you feel almost as if you could take on the entirety of the golden army yourself as you do so you can feel a carving sensation on your arm mm-hmm. eventually you're able to you you're not able to keep your eyes closed anymore. Your, your heart pumps so much adrenaline through you that you're almost prepared to uh, attack anyone that may be around you. But as you awake, there is still just the dead amongst the foliage before you. However, so- there is what appear to be a trickle of a flame just beyond embers at the base where your sword rests in the ashen mound. Zed um, sees this and he feels this and uh, he kneels down um, and he begins to speak. Um, I'm sorry that I have failed you. I was supposed to be there and protect you and well, you're no longer here. I used to tell you stories before you'd go to bed 
every night. I used to write you letters when I was drafted. Same thing, stories. You loved them. Your favorite one was the man in the mountain or the flower in the village. Comes from my grandpa's old hometown. His village was dying. The crops were wiltering. The animals were sickly, not able to produce meat or milk. They wouldn't last to the winter, and they definitely wouldn't last through the winter. So one man, Jor, decided to look for the mythical flower that sat atop a grove on the mountain. He snuck away in the middle of the night to look for this flower. Twelve days, he wandered up the mountain, fighting off creatures and the elements until he finally came upon this grove. And the grove was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. Lush, green, there were trees, beautiful flowers, and a small pond. And at the shore of the pond was a single white flower, separated from everything else. And that was, that was the, the flower that he knew sustained this grove. And he stepped forward, clamored really, he was on death's door to grab the flower when all of a sudden he heard a voice, stop, please. This flower keeps the grove alive. The grove is a door in a way to the heavenly, um, to heaven. If you take that flower, the grove will die and our connection will be lost. J.R. looked around, couldn't see anyone. Are, are you the spirit of the grove? The voice said, yes, it's my job to protect this place, to make sure that nothing ha bad happens to it. J.R. felt torn. He needed the flower, but he didn't want to destroy such a beautiful, uh, such a beautiful and peaceful place. But I need help. My village is dying. My people are dying. I need something. The voice pondered for a second. Well, I guess if you're worthy, you can take a sip from the pond. Don't drink it. Just hold it in your mouth and let the water flow from your mouth over the flower. And maybe you will get what you need. J.R. understood. As he took the water into his mouth, strength flooded back into him. And he did as he was told. The flower the inside opened up and a single seed fell out, smaller than his pinky nail. The voice said, take that, plant it into your village. You will see great things happen, but be quick. You don't have much time. J.R. was worried, thinking that maybe the village had already fallen into such despair that nothing could fix it and immediately took down the mountain. A 12-day trip only took him four days. He did not sleep. He did not eat. He was sustained by the water and the flower alone. He made it into the village The uh, as the sun came up that morning. The townsfolk were already starting their day when they saw him stumble into town. 
he went to the pasture that sits in front of the village and he cried out, I have the flower. I have what can save us. Some people were in immediate disbelief. Others cried and sank to their knees, feeling that they had been saved. Jor planted the seed and immediately a single white flower sprout. Immediately you could tell that the grass was greener and the animals were rejuvenated. The people all felt this warmth in their bones and they all cheered. A full day of festivities happened. No one realized that J.R. had planted the flower and then immediately keeled over and died. He had done it. He had saved the village. <sighs> that was your favorite story. The story of my grandfather. I wish I could tell you a hundred, a million more stories, but I can't. So the next best thing I can do is to destroy the people that took you from me. And I'll do that. I will turn them to ash and there will be nothing left. So that takes the embers and the ash. He puts some in a little pouch like he used to carry before. And the rest he washes his hands with. Washes his forearms with. Washes all the way up to his shoulders. So they're covered in ash. Roth. This is what I will give to you, the memory of my family, my strength, my sword, my shield. All I ask is for the power to do what is right. And then he bows, forehead touching the embers at the base of his sword. As you do this, you notice that the warmth does not secede. It does not fade. You can feel the heat of the forest resonate. And as you rest there, eyes closed, you can hear the crackling of fire. You can feel a heat begin to enter your midst. You can feel it brush against your face and then it gets closer, closer to your hands. And as it rises up, you can, through the darkness of your eyelids, see a faint orange glow, a very, very obscure, hard to see, but very much there, primordial runic letter slowly 
begins to be embedded in the darkness of your eyes. Rise. Suzette does so. As you do so, Suzette, before you, in the mound of ash that, is, that was once nothing, now rests what appears to be uh, somewhat of a bonfire. In your sword, it seems the fire warps around it. Only enough so to leave the hilt or the handle of it untouched. What do you do, Sissat? I'd uh, like to grab the handle of the sword. You do so. And as you grab the handle of the sword, the flames shrink themselves into the blade. There appear to be cracks there that you had not noticed before, or perhaps had formed somehow over time. But a faint orange glow resonates from these cracks. Perhaps Roth heard you. Perhaps you made a connection somehow and was able to pull from him, even if he didn't acknowledge you. Nevertheless, the essence of Roth responded. Does that bows one more time? Utters a small prayer of thanks and uh, puts the sword back in his sheath. Okay, go ahead and add flame tongue for me uh, on your way back. Cool. Gotta write that down. The rest of you wake up from your shitty nights of sleep. <laughs> I didn't sleep. You, you just right, Giram. You didn't sleep. You're better than everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I, the three of you do um, regain consciousness. Um, Alder, mm -hmm. you were troubled by nightmares yourself. <laughs> Mostly that of your own father taking aim at you from a clock tower. And Mordecai, you dreamt of the shatter in your leg. Not done onto you by some horrific school children, but instead by that of Pelagius by that of Soth, by that of Noctis. Nightmares that people may for once in your life have the upper hand over you rather than you them. Nevertheless, shitty nights of sleep that came from seemingly nowhere are over. I wasn't aiming it towards you guys, I'm sorry. I was talking about the two fucking imbeciles that were that I spoke to earlier. You gotta be uh, more specific with that shit. Yeah, huh? no. <laughs> I'll kill you. My, my nightmare was that people kept calling me human, and I was pissed, kept crying. I'll kill you, IRL. <laughs> I you need to God. sleep. You're like, I don't. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> you are all conscious. Uh, just as you regain consciousness, says that does return. Um, seemingly different. In some sort. It's hard to tell what. 
They think the uh, tattoos on my left arm might give it away a little. I just I it's look hard at to him. say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at him. Hey, uh, I turn to Mordecai. You're a magic boy, aren't you? Right. He nods. I pull out the goggles. With your magic stuff, can you tell me what these are? And please don't just say goggles. Before he says that, I like to say these are just goggles, dude. I, I don't know. I fucking can't. <laughs> um. Quite frankly, I don't feel like wasting any of my magic on this, so... Um, I see this. Holy shit, this whole party. Do I see this? <laughs> yeah. I yep. like to just take the goggles and put them on. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> you I take, mean, if you're not going to do I'm it... Just, chill what out What are going to do? Explode? Just chill, no, like, chill out. I take him back. Well, hold on, because he <gasps> saw something. <laughs> <laughs> he saw something. <laughs> Um, Turns out he has x-ray vision now. As you put on the coggles, you actually see what it seems to be a uh, uh, a goat head. Uh, a goat skull, rather, um, over that of Giram. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And then I look at the other two. Do they have anything? Alder has nothing. <laughs> uh, and Mordecai just has a faint glow about him. Cool, cool. I take it back. Yeah, I just take him off. I put them on. Fucking useless. <laughs> I put them on. Uh, you see a faint glow around uh, Mordecai. Alder has nothing. Okay. Um, and on Suzette, you see that not only is his entire sleeve glowing, um, but also that of his sword. And he also appears to have a single shattered horn rising out of not necessarily his Meek? forehead but his Meek. the top right of his head huh this is these are some dope goggles edge goggles <laughs> <laughs> right so edgy much edge wow yeah quit staring at me i i like peek like pop my head outside the door to see if i can see anybody else you see a lot of horrors, actually. Um, huh. A lot of... Uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> the second you step out, everything gets a little real for a minute. Um, everyone seems to have some sort of strange, amorphous entity latched onto them. Uh, they all seem to have these uh, large, spindling red tendrils climbing out of different sections of their body. Yes, some of them orifices. Uh, yes, some of them just straight from backs or fingertips. You see the eyes of the walls that you never saw before. Everything is watching you. Everything is beaming in on you. Everything knows that you see it now, and it hates it. You immediately feel under attack. You immediately feel as if your life is in danger from everything inside of this God-forsaken castle, dude. Take him off. So this uh, happens, right? Sounds yeah. like so. Hold on, this this happens, right? And just you just hear you hear Giram go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like not not scared, but like intrigued. Like, oh, what is this? <laughs> I've never seen such greatness. I need you to make a wisdom save. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I could have told you that was coming. Sixteen. Just barely. <laughs> <laughs> Your head's throbbing, and you know it's 
it has something to do with either the goggles or everything that you're seeing currently. Um, but uh, you're able to uh, kind of keep control of yourself. You're not sure what happened, but you feel like you almost drifted off there for a second. Um, as you as you do this, you get the strong self-preservation herb to at least close the door. Close the door behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Just stand in the in the in the in the hallway like. Oh, Garum's having his first acid trip, and he, he doesn't know how to. <laughs> first, I, I, I take off the goggles, <laughs> but I like I just put them in my pot. Uh, where would I? My pack? I, I don't. I don't you know what I have. Take them off, and instantly everything returns to normal. Um, and I, I go back in the door. Hey, uh, Alder, you do drugs, right? I, I'm not gonna take offense to that question. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I want to like get mad about it, but. You're like, man. I'm like, yeah. You wanna, you, you <laughs> just, just like that. Just, yeah. You want to see some real trippy shit? I'm going to take a mushroom first. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, and I'm excited. I can already tell you that this adventure is about to come to a, <laughs> a grinding halt <laughs> as uh, uh, the two of them get weird. Yeah, let me see this. Let uh, me see this. So, is, so you got to step out into the hallway first. Um, I would be taking the longer lasting one as well because it's the morning. I'm not a monster. Yeah, this will turn out well. <laughs> <laughs> I go Real quick I, before you two embark down this rabbit hole. Is that Mordecai? Is there anything you want to do? Um, so Mordecai is actually gonna, with his brand new cantrip that he got overnight, he's gonna message uh, Garum, and in a much darker tone of voice, just say, "We need to stop. Stop this foolery. <laughs> Sorry. Stop this foolery, Garum. We need to continue, Father." And then just no, just cut off the message from there. <laughs> oh, oh. Well. So you want to try these? I don't know if I do after seeing you just do that. <laughs> <laughs> but against my better judgment and curiosity within itself, let's go for it. Put them on. Alder's going to put them on. Alder, I need you to make a wisdom <laughs> save for me on disadvantage. Jesus. On disadvantage? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're on drugs. <laughs> I'm not on drugs. Drugs are on me, man. That's already not a good start. <laughs> That's an even worse start. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be a whopping eight. <laughs> womp, womp. Oh. <laughs> Let me just double check. Let me just double check. I'm, oh, I'm pretty sure. The save is different than yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an eight. The wall has a mouth. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's, That's not good. <laughs> Immediately... You want to get away from it, but you can't. You run directly <laughs> towards it. I, I see him running. Can I jump on his back and pull the, the goggles off? Hey, Is make that? a deck save. Oh, okay. What the fuck? Contest of decks. Why did you roll nothing? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, they're right. He, like, can't fight his dice on the table in front of him. He's still too high for this. Oh, no. That's an 18. It's a 22. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Giram dives from him, but it's just a little too late. <laughs> Is he gonna Alder contract another disease? smashes his head into the wall so hard that you're pretty sure that killed him. <laughs> uh, can I run up to him and 
take off the goggles. But instead, he takes 14 psychic damage. <laughs> Whoa. Holy what? <laughs> 14. <laughs> My guy. I pulled uh, the goggles off. There's no him. resistance for that. No, there's not. <laughs> you pull the goggles off of him. You still see them. <laughs> oh, no. It's only worse now. Um, um, I'd leave, I'd do, leave a be. Do we hear this commotion outside? <laughs> you see it happen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the same room. <laughs> I, I, I'd leave him be and I'd turn around. Hey, uh, Suzette, uh, I just remembered we had a, a letter. <laughs> I would like to blindly find a corner. Yeah, um, who had that closed. letter? I think you had the letter, right? Yes. It was a something. You um, had the letter from uh, Vera. Mordecai gets all oh. the papers. I get all the money. Look at him throwing wow. her name That's how our group works. And Look I get all the dead bodies. Delightful. Um, I'm actually going to pull yeah. out what I had last Good time, job. which is a scroll of animal messaging. I'm going to look through it. What What's this about? You're looking at the animal messaging? Yeah. You can talk to animals. Do it. Just like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, with that <laughs> scroll, if you read off the contents of the scroll, you can for like an hour. Oh, that's hot. Can I write that in my spell book? That's not hot. No. You no. need to retract that sentence. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to fold the paper, keep it in my spell book. Okay. Cool. That's that's about that's it. it. Okay. okay cool. About that letter, though, Mordecai. Oh, right. <laughs> I pull out the letter that... Uh, the platinum hair woman gave us. I re- <laughs> I'm refusing she to call. Just... It. <laughs> I refuse to address her by her property. Hey, by name. the way, if you guys need any hardware or anything like weapons stuff, she's the forge master, and she's a real bitch. So, did you like forget her name or something? No, I just no. Um, sounds, the letter. That sounds awfully rude. I open the letter. <laughs> <laughs> What's in it? It's an invitation. Ooh. Uh, to a gathering in Ravenbridge. Magic <laughs> No. Different, different, uh, different universe. You're too far um, away for me to punch. <laughs> no, the people at this place, they've, they've had sex before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know you can't alienate half our audience like that, right? Oof, <laughs> dabs. <laughs> the whole... Guys, two, <laughs> two people. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> that being said, uh, it seems to be an invitation. Um, not from Spymaster or uh, any other courtiers, even the Caldens in the uh, uh, court, but from the daughter of the king himself. I relay this message immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. Letter. Daughter. Invitation. King. Gathering. Aren't you supposed? Aren't you supposed to be the smart one? Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I relay the message. I relay what's on it, and yeah, yeah. You were formally invited by uh, the daughter of King Ulrich. Wait, by name? Uh, or just by name? Yes, I list all of you out. Shit. Oh, that's a bit much. Highly uncomfortable with this. Yeah, I have to change robes now. When is it? <laughs> when is it? <laughs> Like one eye closed uh, from days. the corner. What is it? What's up? Four days from now. It's four days from now. It's four days from now. Oh, God. I hope I'm not still high then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, we should get going anyways. We have to be there. Yeah. So. Yeah. We have to leave. Well, yes. Okay. Shall we? Uh, you're heading out then? Should we grab the scepter first? No. <laughs> Were we not told to bring it with? 
you. We were specifically told. I clarified it. He got mad at me. I was being sarcastic. We will be bringing for the somebody scepter. who's the smart yeah. one in the group. So that's what I'm saying. We didn't have the hey, scepter. Kiram, Mordecai, can you go get the scepter, please? <sighs> Shit. We'll meet you in the main ho- lobby. Uh, okay. I'm gonna who's message Pelagios. Pelagios, <laughs> you and I, oh, because you okay. need to keep an eye on Pelagios. So you have to be able to see. Oh God, Mordecai, you try to message Pelagios, and the second you try to make a neural connection with him, there are just high-pitched screams. <laughs> Resonating all throughout your head. Ah! Take 14 psychic damage. <laughs> Dude, I'm at zero health. <laughs> Actually, wait. you do take one psychic damage. Thank wait, God. hold on. We're at level four and you have how much health? 14. <laughs> oh, boy. Are you... <laughs> Every time I think I'm the squishy one in the I room. am a squish. <laughs> Man, these... You're behind a squish. You're already a squash. <laughs> These level four fights are going to be dangerous for <laughs> you, man. Pumpkin. Anyway. <laughs> we're just going uh, to have to like have a needle in his arm at all time that hooked up to like a greater health potion. <laughs> so that when he goes down, it just automatically goes into his veins. Jesus Christ, it's like an IV drip. All right, I'm going to try and find Pelagios. Uh, he's, in the, he's where he normally is found, just attending in front of Noctis's door. Swell. I follow... Um, he sees you approach. There you two are. Yes. Was that you that tried to make connection with me? I thought that I could just talk to you. My, My apologies, apologies for that. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> it's the helmet, you see. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> drinks. Yeah, are you said drinks Sorry. and he just rips you in half and drinks your blood. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> picture like... Oh, no. Um, yes. So... You're ready to leave then, I'm assuming? Yes, we are. He uh, pulls from behind him the uh, a gilded, uh, not necessarily a chest, but a gilded case um, which houses the scepter. Since you are uh, hesitant to hold the scepter itself, this will be provided for you. Thank you very much. Uh, we will gladly oh. accept this gearum. <laughs> uh, before, before he hands that to me, Pelagios, I I know you have other important things to deal with, but I was yeah, wondering. I'm sure this oh my is god! Great. Oh my I'm god! Sure this is a great <laughs> question. I was wondering if it's possible to. You're probably gonna send me to the Forge Master, but I'm looking for a shield. Yeah, that's that's something the Forge Master would take yeah. care of. <laughs> okay, thank you. Also. Never mind. Just forget it. Okay. <laughs> well, I was gonna t- I was gonna tell him about the things that I saw. Um, before before you go, actually, we will have someone accompanying you. Oh, cool. And who might this be? Soth. Oh. Really? Yes. I I gotta go get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a mess. <laughs> I cannot let him see me like this. Giram rushes up the stairs. So, I want you to get a tri- like a montage for getting ready, but like to a nineties like hairband song. <laughs> but it's you like grinding down like you're No sorry. no, it's girls just want to have fun. Yes. And he's like getting everything ready. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> or like Manic Monday. Manic Monday Yeah, work. Manic Monday's better. Uh, uh before I leave, um, where are we meeting Soth? 
Soth is already waiting for you out in the cavern. Got it. I, I run away <laughs> like a little schoolgirl. Sprints out. While they're being weird, I'm going to tie a bandana across this guy's eyes until we get out of the <laughs> castle. That was oh. probably a smart move. Whoa. You can I still hear them. Before anybody else. Hey, you can still hear them. Oh, no. You want to put the goggles on when we see Soth? Oh, <laughs> my God. Don't. I don't understand what's so special about these goggles. You want to try them? If you really think this is that important. Wait till we go can see we Soth. Wait until we're outside? Yes. Yes, and we then, can. Um, after that, I'm going to get myself ready. Not to any theme song. Yeah. Just a regular person. Sure. <laughs> um, I would like to, as usual, well, now that I have them, recite my oaths. Um, so I gather myself, kind of put myself in like a standing prayer stance, um, douse the flame of hope. It is not enough to merely defeat an enemy in battle. Your victory must be so overwhelming that your enemies will will to fight is shattered forever. A blade can end a life. Fear can end an empire along with rule with an iron fist. Sorry, I got to bring the book up. Once you have conquered, tolerate no dissent. Your word is law. Those who obey it, sorry, those who obey it shall be favored. Those who defy it shall be punished as an example to all who might follow. Strength above all. You shall rule until a stronger one arises. Then you must grow mightier and meet the challenge or fall to your own ruin. Once again, that kind of lava-y lava flow enters within your being. You are once again charged, ready for combat. I feel great. <laughs> Quick question. Yes. Uh, is it safe to say... I don't know. Never mind. That I'm pretty cool? Yes. No, I was yes, going to say, is it safe to say, like, we, I would know who Soth may or may not worship? No, you, no one really knows anything about Soth other than he is very weird, very scary, and is seen as kind of like third in charge. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, everyone ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of you want to take care of the uh, archer? Yeah, uh, I give him the, like, I'm holding my uh You feel a tendril wrap around your ankle. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm holding my hammer. Grab onto the the handle. Okay. No. The tendril crawls up his leg, okay, and then he gets then crimson I leave plague. Him alone. <laughs> he gets crimson plague again. Oh god, he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to put these on More when we see Soth? Oh my god, no! I take the goggles. I put them in my bag. Give it back. I will fucking end your life. <laughs> Children. Pardon me. Children. With their thank you. Here? You guys are gonna Behave. fight in front of Pelagius. <laughs> uh. Big goof. I, I, I bowed at Pelagius. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, and then I run to go meet up with Soth. Okay. Garum just absolutely ecstatically sprints down the stairs towards the chasm, or the cavern, rather. Garum, you have the scepter, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> trips on the stairs, drops the scepter, <laughs> falls out. You gotta put it back. The thing it's encased and breaks. You guys make a copy. What the <laughs> fuck, Richard? <laughs> hey, so we're gonna need a new one. So he runs out. I'm assuming the rest of the party follows. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a little less ecstatically. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. 
I mean, you do your best. You're probably holding on to I'm someone gonna, yeah, I am going to take the... 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 the, the headband. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name for it. Yeah, I'm going to take the, the eye stuff off. I'm not dealing with that. Okay. Just as you regain your eyes, the yes. walls regain theirs. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to handle this. I've had... I haven't had worse, but I've had near <laughs> as bad. Um, as you get out, as you exit the stronghold itself, uh, you are met with the dripping of a chasm and the very sudden shuffle of metal armor hitting armor. You can just barely, you can just barely see the glint of his beaked mask. Uh, turned to look at you. He showed up behind me, like at that village, and scared me off a roof. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This isn't doing wonders for your trip I'm right now. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> I em- like as soon as I hear him, I immediately bow to Soth. Bow to Soth. Soth looks to you, then looks to the rest of the party. I'm, I'm just gonna stand like as still as possible. <laughs> just gonna do a half arched bow, and I'm. Gonna look over to Alder and be like, what the fuck? Man. Like, yeah, small head bow and then Continue. exit, yeah. Okay, as Suzette goes to exit, Soth turns to follow. Okay, I get up. <laughs> I know, I know you want him to accept you, but he's... It's cool, man. It's cool. You know how he is. He's all teased, that one. It's It's cool. Um... You continue out, and as you come outside, you notice, unlike the days prior, the sky is, well, normal for Gothican standards. There's no turbulent funnels or strange rifts in the sky. It's just an overcast. You can see the outlines of the sun beaming down. But that uh, seems to be a normal day. Your trek to Ravenbridge begins. Can I have a six-sided, please, from Suzette? Yeah. All right, fine. I got a four. Okay. Uh, You continue down the pathway and through, uh, through the trees. You would... Uh, do well to pass through Ravenwood. However, you would know that it could possibly still be chaotic there. Um, would that be something you would wish to do? I mean, not particularly. You can avoid it if you so choose. Yeah, let's uh, go around. Okay, you begin to circumvent uh, the normal route. Uh, as you do so, one more six-sided please from... Says that again. Ha. <laughs> All right. Another four. Okay. So far, so good. Um, so <laughs> the only four six-sided dice I my right. Anyways, um, <laughs> you, continue, you continue to circumvent this, um, the woods. The woods, <laughs> despite being dead and uh, with the occasional fire still happening in uh, different areas as they do burn for some times, um, it's still... F- very much seems like there are entities still inhabiting uh, this forest. You notice that the lack of sound is actually more alarming 
than that of there being any sound at all. Uh, you continue through and start making some good headway through these woods, and thankfully, you're able to exit without too much distress. As you enter, exit these woods and pass through um, what is normally known as Ravenwood's territory, you feel a weight leave somewhat. Almost as if the atmosphere is different in a different area. Um, continuing on, please give me another six-sided Mordecai. Oof. Oh, it's a four. Can you uh, roll me a percentile? What? Three in a row. But why me? That's a 40? A 40, you say? Oh, well, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. Is that so? Oh. It is so? As you are continuing through Mordecai, your passive perception picks up. Wait. There's a salt line. Just before you. There's some sort of warding that's happening on your pathway through uh, on onwards into the next forest. And it's a direct shot, this forest, to Ravenbridge. Hey. So salt line. Just be careful. Um, so there's a line of salt? Yes. Are we on the inside or the outside of the line of salt? It really could be. It, it, it could could be either. Um, hmm. It's up to interpretation. Um, I am going to very cautiously put one foot over the line. Okay. As you do so, much like before with the stone hamlet, you feel as you uh, step a foot over, uh, kind of a crawling over the parts of your body that you place over. Okay, that's uncomfortable. Uh, can we see how far the line extends to either side? Um, it seems to go off quite a ways. You don't necessarily see an end. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> well, we could try to go around, but we only have a few days to get there. Or we could try to go through. I shoot, it wouldn't be safe for one of us to stick a head out. You just stuck your foot in, and that was I turned to uncomfortable. That's mm. how I would describe I that. I turned to Soth. Uh, my lord, what do you think is the best plan? As you say this, he just kind of stares intently at the, uh, into the forest. He stares forward for what seems like a few minutes before. He just disperses into a pile of feathers. I quickly put on the goggles to see what's coming. Uh, you put on the goggles and you very clearly see a large shimmering wall exactly on where the the uh, salt lines. Um, on the other end, you notice that it seems a little bit darker than it does on this side. Uh, I relay the like what I'm seeing to the group. This doesn't look good. Soth left. Hmm. I want to say we should go through, but I also want to be alive when we get to Raven Bridge. 
Me too. Any other thoughts? I somehow feel better that Soth is left. That Shut up. Wasn't my question. Uh, I'm going to just survey the area. Not like just look around while my goggles are on to see if there's anything I can see. Uh, yeah, I'm looking around. You don't you don't see much that pokes out other than this large shimmering wall in front of you. While he's doing that, I'd like to pull out the scroll of animal messaging and I'd like to I'm going to call some birds or something. I think you have to see the animals. Oh, swell. So you got Can I just like call out for animals? Or do I have to like actually look at a specific one and you have to yeah well it's it's kind of like a telepathic understanding essentially uh, okay so it's like message so long as you're concentrating on that uh, on yeah. that animal you can essentially communicate with it obviously not a lot of animals have a lot to say but fair enough uh, using passive perception are there any animals around that I could speak to. Passive perception uh, does not show a single animal. Okay, this is not good. I'm gonna put my hand, see if how if that and like what happens. Just my hand past. You notice, and, and just like before, as you do so, you technically have a harder time doing it than most. As you set uh, stick your hand through, um, you, you rather than just a crawling sensation, it's almost as if your arm had fallen asleep for some time and is just refilling with blood. It's a th pins and needles pain that creeps over you as you slide through. I would like to try. <laughs> Alder, do, uh, Alder, these guys with all their religion and such. Uh, Alder, you, you do so, and you too feel a sensation kind of crawl over you as you pass through. I, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> just, yeah, it gets the crimson plague again. come back. <laughs> come back. He's just bleeding profusely. <laughs> um, so that's going to pull out a sword and uh, ignite ignite it. So he's going to say the word which is hos. 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 Which will turn it on fire. Are we burning down a forest again? No. no we're what's wrong set with salt you? on that's fire? That's not a bad idea. Though. I, uh, I then step over the line completely. As you do so, um, your your flame shudders for a second, but remains ignited. That's disconcerting. I, I see Suzette walk in. I'm like, all right, if he's doing it, I got to do it. So I walk in. Follow immediately suit. stabbed with a lot of pins and needles, but that's, it stops after a second. That's fine. What do I see with my goggles on? Uh, as you walk in, you see that red moss everywhere the trees are made of it they dangle with it they the moss seems turned to be Please alive don't. don't step in i, I tell Mind everybody you, you two don't they are they're trees oh, they okay. just look like trees i i turn you remember the red moss on the on the, the tree that hit suzette last time yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's on it's like the trees are made of it not just the trees, the grass, the ground. Everything. Cool. Let's let's go around. We're gonna go around. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So you're coming back through yep. the. Okay. You are not the king. Damn it. Hi. <laughs> Who am I speaking with? There is no response after that. After a moment. You're still holding the scepter. Yeah. Like to uh. take the scepter. I may not be the king, but, and I still have the king's greatsword, but I have a lot of his stuff. 
Do you, are you holding the scepter? Yeah, I would. Well, the case. The case. I'm not gonna touch the scepter. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. What do you look like, amateurs? Show me. Show yourself. I open the case just a little bit. I immediately like show all the the or all of the Orcus's tattoos. You hear in primordial. So, so Zach can understand. Oh, so then I didn't hear anything. Okay. <laughs> just like undressing, it's cool. I get it. A breath of air. Take hold. Reveal yourself. Would like to respond back in primordial. I'm right here. Connect the effigy. It's at this, you know, you do know that primordial speak, not necessarily in riddles, but in very literal terms in their own tongue. You understanding this as a paladin of Roth means he wants you to connect yourself to the effigy of which he can see through. He wants you to grab the scepter. Ah, what's going on? This is it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Grab the scepter. You grab the scepter. Suzette reaches in, grabs the set, uh, the scepter from its case. Immediately, it begins to spiral with that red. Every your hand almost seems to fuse to it. Uh, once again, roll a wisdom for me. Yay. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, it begins uh, to spiral around. Uh, the head of the scepter begins to detach. The pieces of it flowing around this helix of red and suddenly the world falls away from all of you and before you rests what appears to be a hunched over crouched horror it's just an amalgamation of tendrils and flesh it's constantly dripping some sort of ichor or miasma there is a large eye sitting in the center of it, almost as almost as some sort of grotesque flower for a head. The rest of it seems to be a mangled, muscled, ridden body similar to that of a troll, only just just only slightly smaller. Roughly the size you could assume if it stood up the size of a hill giant. You are not the king. Who are you to bear this scepter? It was given to us in good faith. Given? I think not. Do not lie. I am much older. I don't feel like I'm lying. Technically, it was given to us. By, you know, Pelagius. Pelagius and he's got a point. Noctis. So. How did the scepter exchange hands? And uh, we killed the king. The fool is dead. Yep. Yeah. And who are you? Doesn't like lies. He's still speaking in primordial. 
you all he is yet you all understand yeah okay at that point like i'm letting suzette speak but i'm just revealing the tattoos i'd like to yeah the the, uh noctis the occulta tattoo that we have i'd like to show that we are but humble servants trying to do our jobs as you reveal your tattoos, he immediately stands. He stands and you the atmosphere shifts entirely. You're no longer in a place of nothing. You seem to be floating in some strange void that has specks of light in the distance. You see an entire construct, a spherical construct, rushing by you. It's at that moment it connects. You're in the outer heavens. You're serving amongst the cosmos. Whatever this thing is, it has brought you to where it resides. I see. You serve a higher purpose. Not some fool wishing for material power on an insignificant existence. I welcome you. I bow. Thank you. Tell me. What is it that you plan to do with this scepter? We're just doing a job. A job? We were told to... Basically to transport to another town with the scepter. We're not told what we're going to do with it. What's going to happen? You know what you hold. We know what we hold. We know what it does. A key to Requiem. Yes. Then, allow me to bestow some wisdom upon you. With this, he holds out his hand. And his fingers actually recede into his skin. In which case, they are replaced by squirming, almost spear-like tendrils. Hold still. All right. He reaches towards you, and the tendrils begin to expand themselves from his palm. You see them begin to wrap around at first Alder's neck and then Suzette's and then Giram's and then Mordecai. They wrap around and slowly you can feel them sliding up your face and it's not long before they find themselves burrowing into your ear canals. You feel a tiny pinch and with that, everything becomes minuscule. A light in the distance, pinpointed pink, turns red, and it begins to glow brightly. The void star casts its light upon you. It envelops you and its embrace. You feel it rush through you. You feel yourself looking forward, ahead, behind, every angle that history and time could possibly fathom and 
proceed down. You see what it was like if your family had survived, Suzette. You see what it's like if Ulrich survived, if the war never occurred. You see what it's like if your father didn't lose his mind, Alder. If instead you grew with him. If instead he led you down a path that you will never have the knowledge of knowing other than this moment, Giram. You see your real parents. You see the people that left you on the doorstep of a cult. You see what it would be like if you were to become an avatar for Orcus. If his presence was to be shown through you, Mordecai, you see yourself at the pinnacle of an empire. Clawing your way through the top, not through meanless bloodshed like most of the other empires do, but by sheer subterfuge. By knowing all there is to know and using it to exploit everyone else's weakness. And then you're there in front of a door. A door you've never seen before. The star sitting above in a little crevice shining a little red light. The scepter reacts. You hear the door begin to unlock. It opens. And with that, we'll pick it up on the next episode. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Also, Giram seeing his parents, he's just like, uh, they sold him, gave him to a cult, doesn't care for them, but just looking at them, he's just like, I want to kill you. <laughs> so, dude, that's my dad. That was your dad. <laughs> it was dad. actually his <laughs> dad's. Dude, it was my dad. <laughs> So, uh, we, I'm sure we'll probably have something to carry on with next time. Mm. Um, but next time we will see what's on the other end of the door of Re Requiem. Perhaps uh, some light can be shed on whatever the fuck just happened. Um, with that, you know what time it is. We got something to plug. James, not real quick. Hey guys, check out my podcasts, mostly Speaking Sentai, This Movie's Gay, I'll Get There, and What the Hellmouth. Wherever you're listening to this bad boy podcast, you can just search those. Uh, they're all spelled normally, except Speaking has an I-N apostrophe. Bye-bye. Oh, also check out Marsh. <laughs> Land. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> TC wants you on What the Hell Mouth because you're a fan. I'm so fucking down. Let me know when. <laughs> also, um, we usually plug the kitchen sink, but Robbie hasn't put it out there yet. Yeah. So. so what's the point? Huh, Alder? You know what would be a great we'll uh, way to you know we'll do what? it today? Are we doing it today? Yeah, we're doing it Then today. hopefully by the time you hear me berate Alter some more, um, we will have actually some uh, great kitchen sink episodes up for you. Where can they find that, Alder? On Anchor. <gasps> Where else? Because whatever, <laughs> like, whatever you're listening to on here, or if you just want to follow me on Instagram at m i s i n g l e t e r, I'll be posting stuff on there. Hose B, hit that social media. Yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram. It is uh, hit it and credit h i t i t underscore a n d underscore c r i t i t and our Twitter is at hit it and credit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make it, so. <laughs> all right. Um, finally, all I have left to say is, seriously, just like upload it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, my sister wanted me to say hi to her, so hi, Gabby. Hi, Gabby. Hi, Gabby. Hi, Did Gabby. Okay. Did you know that, does that uh, lost you in a fire? Not a fire. It's my There's sister, so no. <laughs> oh, it was his wife. Also, I feel like uh, Suzette's <laughs> family got a, like, a lot of airtime today. Yeah, yeah. We, you know what? It we got to delve beautiful. into it people's, really uh, nice people's things a But hey, bit. I think we should talk it. Yeah, about we can talk more. about that yeah. more. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about, about it later. Um, until then, thank you for stopping by. Um, have a great rest of your day here and happy rolls hit that and crit that i don't i don't I, we'll one day we'll find a call off an actual call yeah off, but but uh, until then uh you say classic also hi to antonia because i know she's listening oh my other sister afternoon delight natalie i know you're not listening <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah this has been chris pratt signing off <laughs> peace out <laughs>